Matt Schaff and Jared Smola of DraftSharks.com here to get you ready for the week nine main slate on DraftKings. Before we get to our picks, Jared, how did week eight treat you on DK? Yeah, week eight was good. We got a lot right. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, stack, smashed. We got the Javante Williams semi breakout game. Like you tell me how that game ends up going and the fact that Javante got like 30 touches or something, I would have expected more DK points, but that was still a nice game. Uh, you know, Jake Ferguson and George Kittle were two of our favorite tight ends. I was pretty much a big Chris Olave game away from really getting into the mix in tournaments. And if you watch that Saints game, Olave could have had a big game. He let one deep ball literally clank off his face mask. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about Olave in a bit here. It was actually the other side of that Eagles game, which I thought about playing, you know, Sam Howell stack. I didn't quite have the, uh, you know, cojones to get there. But, you know, that that was what ended up winning a lot of tournaments because it just saved you so much money going down from Jalen Hurts to Sam Howell. That's one of, I think, the key differences between how you play DFS. Obviously, the more lineups you play, the more you take shots on stuff like that. The fewer lineups you play, sure. the more it's like, ah, I don't know if I can get into that one. And I don't know if it's so much of a, of a takeaway, like one's better than the other or use this strategy in this other way. But I guess it's something to know going in, in your planning, whatever type of DFS player you are. For sure. Yeah. And no, if I was a um, 150 lineup maker, I definitely would have gotten to Sam Howell stacks, but I've, I've tried the, um, you know, mass multi-entry thing before. And I, I've just, I haven't done well at it, which is, you know, why I kind of gone to the more of the single entry stuff. And yeah, when you do play the single entry, you just need to, you know, make decisions. You can't play all those guys. And, you know, Sam Howell was probably my fourth favorite quarterback on the, on the slate or whatever. And I just, you know, didn't end up getting to him. And the more specific takeaway is probably that Sam Howell can boom as well as bust in a given week. So For we'll sure. probably talk about that a little bit more as we move along through this one. But Jared, let's go ahead now to quarterback and tell me who's your guy on DraftKings for cash as if I don't already know. Uh, well, I don't I don't think I'm playing Bryce Young. I, so if you've looked at the slate. Yeah, like this is a super ugly week. And I actually like the week for tournaments. I don't like it for cash. I think it's a tricky cash week just because there are so few reliable plays. I do think you can make a case for like any of these cheap quarterbacks. I think I think Bryce Young, Gardner Minshew on the other side of that game. I think Derek Carr, who's a bit more expensive, but I, I think he's still 5,700. He's a pretty nice play. I'm going to try to get up to Dak Prescott in cash games. I think Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are the safest bats. I can kind of poke holes in both of them, though. I Mostly just the matchups, right? I think um, Dallas and Seattle's defense are both above average defenses that might, you know, prevent those guys from, from hitting their ceiling. Hurts has the knee issue, which, you know, obviously prevent, uh, you know, limited his rushing last week. I like Dak Prescott uh, 6,500, obviously coming off a huge game against the Rams, 304 yards and four touchdowns. Dallas went super pass heavy in that game. They were plus 16% pass rate over expected. Now they get this Eagles defense that is first in pass rate over expected against, meaning teams are choosing to go pass heavy against the Eagles, which makes sense because their run defense is awesome. Their pass defense is just 23rd in defensive DVOA. The Eagles are also 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And Dak Prescott's last three games against the Eagles, 347 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception, 295 yards, and five touchdowns. The Eagles did, did rest their starters in that game. That was the uh, season finale in 2021. So you can throw that one out if you want. But even the game earlier that season, Dak had 238 yards and three touchdowns. So, you know, he's had plenty of success against this defense. Put another way, the Eagles defense has twice allowed Washington to score more than 30 points in a game this year. So <laughs> it's definitely an upside spot. 
Who do you like on the tourney side of quarterback? Here's where I'm playing Bryce Young for $5,100. And, you know, half of this is just wanting to play Colts games. I think mean, I've said this in the past. And, like, you know, we saw it again last week in that game against the Saints where, you know, it really blew up and was one of the higher scoring games of the week. And if, you know, especially played the, the Derek Carr side, you would have had to have played Rashid Shahid with him. But, you know, the point is these Colts games have been producing a lot of points. Colts games have produced 53.8 points per game this season. That's second most among all NFL teams behind only the Dolphins. Um, the Colts are dead last in plays against per game. They're dead last in points allowed per game. The Colts are 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterback. So it's just been a good spot. Bryce Young for at just $5,100. He's coming off his best game of the season by many metrics. We also saw the Panthers lean towards the pass last week in their first game under a uh, new play caller, Thomas Brown, coming off the bye week. You know, my only issue with Bryce Young's, I really don't want to play Adam Thielen for $7,500. So That's I'm trying true. to figure out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I, I might end up playing, you know, a couple of Bryce Young teams, one with Thielen, one. The other guy I sort of like is Jonathan Mingo, who is, you know, way down at $3,400. Um, you know, he, he's basically been a full time player all season. He's seen a bit of a role shift lately where his average depth of target has dropped and it's really helped his efficiency. So, man, I mean, if you play. Bryce Young for 5,100 and Jonathan Mingo for 34. You can basically do whatever you want with the rest of your lineup, which I think is what, you know, kind of makes that pretty attractive. But if Bryce Young is a tournament winning quarterback for you, doesn't he probably take two wide receivers with him? Like, I think it doesn't it make sense to play Thielen and Jonathan Mingo here, especially for that savings. To me, when I'm playing a $5,100 quarterback, I don't need like a 30 point. If I'm playing a more expensive quarterback, I like double stacking him with a, a guy like uh, Bryce Young at his price tag. I think it's Definitely possible he only brings along one receiver with him, right? He only has three games of 30-plus DraftKings points this season. So, again, I, it feels kind of gross, which is, I guess, good for tournaments, right? I think it's going to keep his ownership down. I think very few people are going to play feeling, you know, without Bryce Young. I'm going to do it. It just doesn't It doesn't feel great. <laughs> as long as you're doing it not fading it, that's all uh, I'm looking for. Because, yeah, to me, it would be a mistake to go Bryce Young and not go Adam Thielen, at least most of the time. And, you know, we talked about it earlier. Of course, we talked about Bryce Young on the Thursday preview show. So check that out if you haven't checked it out yet. And you can get more of our discussion on Bryce Young this week and going forward. Jared and I talked, you know, off air about Bryce Young earlier this week. And I was trying to tell him not to play Bryce Young as a DFS tournament quarterback because of the lack of ceiling that we need. But that was before I really realized just how much is missing from this main slate at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you know, the buys take some worthwhile offenses away. Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy are on by. Those are eh. But off the main slate, even though they're playing this week, are Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. So that's a lot of quarterback upside that's not on this slate. So yeah. Although I'm not sure I would get to Bryce Young still as a tournament quarterback, I think it makes more sense than I would have thought at the beginning of the week. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott, especially in the smaller field, single entry stuff, probably take up at least 50% of the quarterback ownership. So like if you play anyone else besides those three, your lineup's going to be pretty unique. Yeah. So that's what scares me is being away from those three and watching one of any of those guys, you know, score 35 plus points. Yep. Yep. That's, that's definitely scary, but that's kind of how you got to play tournaments.
<laughs> Running back, Jonathan Taylor and Bijan Robinson back to back atop our DK dollars per point rankings. Jared, are you building around one of those guys, both of those guys, or someone else for cash? I'm starting with Jonathan Taylor for cash, 6,400. I mean, you know, last week was frustrating if you played JT. He had 94 rushing yards at halftime. So you thought at least, you know, the 100 yard bonus was a lock, but Jonathan Taylor carried one time. In the second half, we you know, heard, heard Shane Steichen kind of blame it on game flow afterward. But if you look at the snap counts, Jonathan Taylor played 64% of the snaps in the second half of that game. So he was still on the field. It just the ball just didn't go to him. Jonathan Taylor for the game set new season highs in snap rate, in route rate at 59% in rush attempt share. So his usage continues to trend up, has the best matchup this week against the Panthers, who are dead last in run defense DVOA. They're 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running back. So like, even if you are just projecting a 50-50 split for Taylor here, I still think he's a good cash play at 6,400 in this matchup. Yeah, it's a, such a high upside matchup and an offense that's so willing to give the ball to its running backs that there's room for both of those guys to be quite relevant here. As somebody with Jonathan Taylor in my FFPC main <laughs> event lineup who lost last week, I can <laughs> I can confirm how frustrating it was, but you know, it was positive overall even if the second half didn't go the way we wanted. Tournament at running back, what do you like on DK? So speaking of the Colts backfield, Zach Moss, I don't even know if I'll be able to click the button, but like for 5,800, JT is going to be chalk. Zach Moss is going to come in at like 2% ownership. Like I think, especially in like big field stuff, I think Zach Moss is interesting. I'm also interested in both of the Browns' top two running backs in this spot against Arizona. The Browns are eight and a half point home favorites. They have the fifth highest implied total on the main slate which, you know, says more about the, the main slate than it does the Browns. But, you know, they are projected to score quite a bit relative to everyone else. The Cardinals are 29th in the adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. So you have Jerome Ford at 5,300. He's my favorite here. Um, he's put in two limited practices so far this week, which is, you know, a lot more than he did last week when he only put in a limited practice on Friday. So I think the, the ankle is better than it was last week. We did see Ford handle eight of the Browns 10 running back opportunities in the fourth quarter of that game last week. And then we know Jerome Ford has the big playability. We saw him break off that long play in the game. Nick Chubb got hurt against the Steelers. We saw him break off the 69 yard touchdown in the game against the Colts a couple weeks ago. So, you know, that's kind of the argument for Ford. The argument for Kareem Hunt is $5,500. He, he's seen a pretty steady role. He's, you know, been getting 10 plus opportunities per game, but I think most importantly, Hunt has been the Browns, primary goal line back. He has, since Nick Chubb went down, Hunt has nine of the 13 red zone carries for Browns running backs, and he has four of the five carries inside the five yard line. So I think Hunt is the best touchdown bet here. So if you're playing him, you're you know, probably hoping for a couple touchdowns, but I think that's definitely possible in this matchup against the Cardinals. Like it mentioned yesterday, mentioned on yesterday's show and wrote him up in the trade targets article early this week that I think Jerome Ford looks good for the second half. Uh, we'll see exactly what Kareem Hunt's role looks like as Jerome Ford gets healthier, but certainly both in a good situation for this week. Over to wide receiver, you already mentioned his name and talking about the quarterbacks, but Jonathan Mingo leads our DK dollars per point with a $3,400 salary. Is this a week where that doesn't, you don't need that kind of savings for cash? So I'm actually going to play another super cheap wide receiver. I'm going to, I'll give you my three cash wide receivers that I'm planning on playing right now because they all kind of fit together. I'm going to pay up for both AJ Brown and CD Lamb. I just think in this ugly, probably low scoring week, like I'd like the safety, both those guys give me in, in what really should be 
a high scoring game. I'm, I'm expecting that Cowboys Eagles game to be high scoring. It has been most times they've met recently. Um, I don't really think I need to, you know, AJ Brown, especially he's just been awesome. Um, the Cowboys secondary doesn't scare me after losing Trevon Diggs. And then CD lamb, 21 targets on a 33% target share over his last two games. The Eagles are 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. And then to fit those two guys in, I'm going to play Noah Brown as the chief wide receiver. I just feel a bit safer with him than even Jonathan Mingo. So uh, Noah Brown with Robert Woods out last week and Woods is going to be out again this week. Noah Brown ran a route on 90% of the Texans pass plays. He saw five targets for a 21% target share. He has a 5.6 yard average depth of target on the season, which is super low, but I like that for cash games. Brown's basically playing the Robert Woods role and Woods averaged eight targets over the first five games of the season. So I just think Brown's a pretty safe bet to give me like 10 DraftKings points, which is, you know, all, all I need at that price tag. And make the case for me for A.J. Brown, because I don't know. Turney side, what are you playing at wide receiver? I'm going back to Chris Olave. I I, I got him. I'm pot committed at this point. Um, man, I mean, the usage is there. Olave is ninth among receivers and targets. He's second in air yards. He's 12th in expected PPR points per game. He's 35th in actual PPR points per game. I still think Olave is very good at football. I think his quarterback is playing much better now. I think, you know, Carr is coming off one of his better games this season. The shoulder thing seems behind him. So I think it's going to swing in Olave's direction pretty soon here. And th this is obviously a great spot for it. The Saints at 25 points have the second highest implied total on the main slate. You have this Bears defense that's 31st in pass defense DVOA. The Bears, by the way, are also 10th in run defense DVOA. They've, they've played the run pretty good all season. So it's a bit of a pass funnel. Good news for Chris Olave um, you know, at home in the dome. Don't got to worry about weather. So I, I think it's a good spot. I've played him the past few weeks now. I, I can't I can't go away from him now. There are reasons to worry about it working out long term for the season, swinging fully back in Chris Olave's favor. He's an inconsistent player. He's very good, but he also doesn't always give full effort, as we all saw Derek Carr yell at him for um, after that Thursday night game. And Derek Carr is not that good. So there are going to be issues on both of those ends, but it's going to work at least in weeks and a week where they're playing against Chicago is a good spot for that to happen. Tight end Darren Waller's injury gives us a $2,500 Daniel Bellinger atop the DK dollars per point. He is one of two sub three K tight ends among our top three in that category. Jared, are you mm -hmm. dipping that low at tight end or is it just not necessary? No, I, I am right now. I, I kind of deciding between uh, Bellinger and, and Michael Mayer. Um, I would definitely prefer Mayer just as, you know, the, the much more talented player. Um, you know, both these guys are in crappy offenses. They're, you know, tough to feel good about, but it's really just the savings you get with them. We did see Mayer, um, you know, he only had the two targets last week, but he ran around on 76% of the Raiders pass play. So that's good news going forward. Um, then, yeah, Daniel Bellinger, I mean, he's the minimum price, 2,500 bucks. And we, we saw him as the Giants lead tight end for most of last season. He played 12 games. I mean, he averaged 2.5 targets, 2.2 catches and 22 yards. Like it's nothing to get excited about. But honestly, if you can give me six points out of a $2,500 tight end, like that's probably going to be good enough. Cause these other guys, like these guys in the, the mid three K's, you know, your Logan Thomas and Trey McBride, well, Trey McBride's a bad example after his massive <laughs> game last week. But like in most cases, those guys are going to give you eight to 12 points. So like if I can save a thousand to $1,500 by going down to Ballinger and I'm, you know, losing a handful of points that that's, that's usually worth it in cash games.
And of course, Trey McBride's very attractive um, at his price still, yeah. even after just one week as the full-time guy, but he's also playing Cleveland. So there is downside risk to that. Playing Cleveland and a new quarterback, which adds a bit more unknown. So, I mean, he's McBride's not a bad play. Again, it's just tough for me to spend 1200 more or whatever it is um, on McBride over someone like Ballinger or even Mayer. At least now that they have a new quarterback in, if he makes a dumb play, we can say he's no rocket scientist. Who are you playing <laughs> at tournament tight end? Yeah, I do like Njoku in tournaments. I like Kyle Pitts in tournaments a bit with um, assuming Drake London's out. They'll just kind of, you know, consolidate the, the target tree even more in Atlanta. But um, Luke Musgrave is my favorite tournament play. And I've, I've been chasing this guy all season. It obviously hasn't worked yet. But I mean, Musgrave's usage has been pretty solid. He's run a route on 70 plus percent of the Packers pass plays in all six of his healthy games. He has a 15 percent target share in his six healthy games, which is which is a pretty nice number. For a tight end, and we haven't seen him break off a big play yet. There, there's been chances where Jordan Love has missed him deep downfield, but we're still talking about a tight end with a you know 97th percentile relative athletic score. So I still believe there's big play upside here. And Musgrave gets a nice matchup against the Rams, um, who are 30th in tight end coverage DVOA and 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. If only he had a new quarterback in the lineup this yeah. week. Of course, missing from the tight end slate this week is Sam Laporta is on by. George Kittle is on by. Travis Kelsey is not on the main slate. Dalton Kincaid. Evan Engram is on by. So there's a lot missing. It makes it easier to play around with this position, I think, this week. Yeah, I mean, we should point out Dallas Goddard, too, who I think is underpriced at $4,800. Like, if you... Wanted to play him in cash. I don't think it's it's a bad move. Flex, what's your favorite option there? Yeah, so lots of um, other nice running back plays. Like, you know, as usual, it's a three running back week in cash, I think. I, I'm hoping to get Devin Singletary opened up um, for $4,300. If, if Damian Pierce does not play, I think you kind of have to play Singletary in cash. I know the Texans running game has not been effective this season. I don't expect efficiency out of Singletary, but like he'd be, he'd be a, a candidate for 20 touches at 4,300. So I think he's interesting. I think Chuba Hubbard at 5,000. I mean, just based on the usage he got last week. And then I think Rashad White at 5,600. I mean, it's never pretty, but he's getting the work, especially in the passing game lately. So I think in cash, he's he's a decent floor play at that price. Chuba Hubbard is just a guy that I'm never going to believe in. So whenever he wins the money, I'm not going to be in on <laughs> the party at the end. What about tournament side? Are you playing? We talked about uh, Jonathan Mingo, who I do like. The Colts are 22nd in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers. Just a spot I like for that Carolina passing game. I got a super, super gross play for you at wide receiver. Darnell Mooney. Um, $3,300. If you're, I would only do it in large field tournaments. I won't even end up playing him in single entry stuff. Um, and it would probably Mooney would even probably only be a play for me. If you're stacking Derek Carr, which I do think is, is viable this week, you know, with Olave as, as the stack there, but we've been attacking the saints slot corner, Alante Taylor all season. Mooney's been the bear slot receiver this season. He has a 64% slot rate. Um, you know, Alante Taylor is 91st among 111 qualifying corners in PFF coverage grade. And I mean, Mooney has big playability. We saw it last week. He had the 41 yard catch that really should have been well, like an 80 yard touchdown. If the refs hadn't blown the play bags, they thought he went out of bounds. So total shot in the dark, but he's 3,300 bucks. Um, if you get one big play out of him, he'll pay off in tournaments. Hey, if you're taking a shot in the dark, you might as well use the moon to light your way, right? Defense, is it really just as simple as taking the $2,300 Giants against Aiden O'Connell, 
across all contest types here? I mean, I'm definitely playing the Giants in cash because, you know, I, I'm not worried about an ownership in cash games. It's an awesome price tag for a defense that re- really has been playing better. Um, now, the Giants' last two games were against Washington and the Jets. Uh, but even the game before that, they held Buffalo to just 14 points in that. Was it a Sunday night game? Um, so they're, they're playing better. I know they just traded away Leonard Williams, which doesn't help. But you had Aiden O'Connell. His one start came against a bad Chargers defense, and he threw one interception and took seven sacks in that game. So it's definitely a good matchup for the Giants. For tournaments, we always got to factor in ownership, and we do have the Giants projected as the highest owned defense right now at 14%. So you know that's a argument to maybe get off them, especially if the rest of your lineup is pretty chalky. Um, I still like the Patriots as a tournament. Play, even as a you know cash consideration, I still think Sam Howell is you know one of the better sack bets in the NFL. Then I like both defenses in the Packers Rams game. You get you know the the Rams playing against Jordan Love, who has has been awful lately, and then you get the Packers at home against uh, likely Brett Rippon. Can't argue with that. The lineup generator on DraftSharks.com is ready to help you build winning lineups. For week nine, we got those dollars per point rankings we've been talking about, ceiling projections on every player. You can filter by the matchups. You can mess with team stacks. You can change all the settings just to get things to work out the way that you want them and then export all those lineups you create. Make sure that while you're at DraftSharks.com, check out Jared's articles with more picks for cash games and tournament play on DraftKings this week. Our goal, as always, to help you win week nine.